I'm Debbie Dashinger. Welcome to Dare to Dream. Be inspired to live big and bold and take action to turn your dreams into your reality. Go beyond obstacles and limits of your thinking. Accelerate results to catapult yourself to success. I'm a visibility expert who gives media makeovers to clients, booking them on media interviews and turning their books into international bestsellers with guaranteed results. Join me at DebbieDashinger.com. Dare to do great things. Dare to shine. It's all about you becoming a visionary and leading the path. Welcome to your daring new life. Welcome to Dare to Dream. This is Debbie Dashinger, your host. And today's going to be an amazing episode. The subject is QHHT, and it's going to feature a holistic hypnotist who accesses your divinely planned source wisdom. QHHT is a word, an acronym that came into my awareness maybe six months ago, maybe. And ever since then, it has increased in volume and noise in my world, so much so that I had to find out about it and had a session, and as well, I'm having one of the experts in this, a level three practitioner who will be here with us a little later. This show has been nominated for two People's Choice Podcast Awards for a Webby Award, as well as listed in Welp Magazine as one of the top 20 best podcasts to listen to this year. And I thank all of you for that. Without you and your engagement, I don't know that everybody would notice us as they do. So thank you for being on this journey with me and with my guests. I'm Debbie Dashinger, and I teach coaches and entrepreneurs and business folks and speakers the time-effective steps to write a highly engaging book. Second piece of my visibility hub is that I take authors' books to a guaranteed international bestseller, and I do all the heavy lifting fully done for you. And the third piece of this visibility hub is that I show you the ultimate visibility formula, how to be interviewed on radio and podcasts and get massive results. I've got a free gift for you so you can increase your visibility. You can get templates. You can get videos that show you how to. Go to debbiedashingercom slash gift. It's D-E-B-B-I-D-A-C-H-I-N-G-E-R.com slash gift. Today, my guest is Sarah Breskman Cosme, who is the best-selling author of A Hypnotist Journey to Atlantis, as well as A Hypnotist Journey to the Secrets of the Sphinx. Sarah is a master hypnotist, a level three practitioner of Dolores Cannon's QHHT, and a student of Dr. Brian Weiss. Now featured on Gaia TV, as well as Upcoming on Coast to Coast with George Norrie, Sarah continues to speak about her work worldwide. You can learn more by going to theholistichypnotist.com. And with that, I welcome Sarah to the Dare to Dream show. It's so great to have you. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. It's nice to be here. Great to be with you again so soon. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Yeah, we're having a Sarah and Debbie week. I had an amazing session with you yesterday and 
think on some level I'm still processing. How long after, so we're going to deep dive, but how long after someone does a QHHT session, does it take to fully integrate all the information that transpires? Oh my gosh. I think it really depends on each person, but there's so much and so much happens energetically to a person during a QHHT session. I mean, so much is cleansed out of you. There's so much healing going on. There's just so much, just take your time and process it little by, you know, little bit by bit. Okay. And when people hear you are a level three practitioner, delineating you from the twos and the ones, what does that mean exactly? So being a level three practitioner, you have to take this really difficult test. Not very many people pass. And after you do become a level three, it essentially allows you to help teach it. So before the quarantine, I was traveling around the world with Julia Cannon, Dolores' daughter, and we were teaching it all over the world. Okay. And thank God for being remote because today you can do it on Zoom, Skype, all of the above. Well, actually, QHHT is done in person, but um, other methods are done via Skype. Okay. So if everything has a vibrational frequency, which can be measured in hertz, then is quantum healing rooted in our belief and connected to a vibration frequency? Oh, I see what you're saying. So, well, definitely. Yes, definitely. That's a great Mm. question. (laughs) It's so interesting how we vibrate at something and then a session such as yours could change that vibration frequency and alter Mm -hmm. how we are inside and how our world is outside. Talk about that a little bit. Well, definitely, because I think a lot of people get stuck and they have a vibrational set point that they just get stuck within. And doing something like this, you're able to change that vibrational set point and you real, you're really able to release so much trauma. And that's what really sets your, allows your vibration to raise. I mean, anything that you do that can raise your vibration is beneficial, but in a QHHT session, you really get to know who you are and what's holding you back. And I think that's why it's so profound. Mm -hmm. So in a QHHT session, it's actually meant for a person to access their oversoul or source wisdom. And that's as opposed to getting a reading from somebody. Um, I just want to reference you said, and you said to me before we started, which was really helpful. There is nothing to worry about. This is already divinely planned. What did you mean by that? The sessions are so planned. There's nothing the client can do to mess it up. It's so planned by your spiritual team. It's, I found this out a long time ago because I had one client and she came in for a session. She said all her life, she saw the numbers one, nine, seven, four, when she was going through a difficult time, especially when she was going through a lot of abuse, she lived in an apartment that was one, nine, seven, four. She would open a book and it'd be 1974 or something like that. So that was one of her questions because you, before you come in for a QHHT session, you bring questions and her higher self, the part that we speak with said that that was just to show her that this session had been planned because that was my birth date. <laughs> so the whole thing is so planned. That's my birth date. I'm yeah, I'm 47. So every, but this works with a lot of people that you meet on your path. So many people that you meet, you've 
decided and agreed to meet beforehand, Mm -hmm. just because that will change the trajectory of your life. And so many of our meetings are like that. So I'm sure a lot of people you help also have planned to meet you, Mm -hmm. you know, and vice versa. And it's very interesting, the tapestry of our lives, how it works like that. But yes, yes, you can't mess these sessions up. And how supported you are, how divinely planned. And when you say that, it just makes me realize if it's even ordained that I should have met you and you should have met me and you should have met all your clients, et cetera, as the ripple goes out, that it, the level of knowingness and support and care from our unseen friends and the part of us that we don't access probably as much as we ought to, which right. is a source of great wisdom is just, you know, they're really out there in the stands cheering us on and saying, oh, we're still here. We're going to see if we can manufacture a way for you to get there. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And it's amazing how we plan to meet certain people that will change our lives, even if it seems like so subtle. I mean, you can literally go into the grocery store and change someone's, you know, entire life just with something you say to them or a look or a smile. Yeah. And so QHHT takes us on this very unique and rare journey. It's beyond the limits of our waking consciousness. What does, tell us first, what does QHHT mean? What does the acronym stand for? And then what does it actually access? So QHHT, it stands for Quantum Healing Hypnosis Technique. And basically it differs from a regular past life regression because the goal is different. In the goal of a QHHT session, you're really regressing the client deep enough so that you can access this part of the client, this all-knowing, all-loving aspect that some people call the higher self. It's basically this one aspect of each person, everybody has this within them, that doesn't fully physically incarnate into the body. So essentially, you're speaking to all that is. You're speaking to source And it's the same source that everybody has. That's why you can tap into this knowledge and find out everything about history. And that's what I use to write my books. And that's also what Dolores Cannon used to write her books. I've got a quote from one of your books, which is about your journey, your personal journey, Sarah. And it says, my journey into this work started with a curiosity mixed with a deep desire to help others heal themselves. Suffering from many childhood issues, being overweight, nervousness, OCD, sleep issues, I had gone to traditional therapy for much of my young adult life, and even though this was a blessing, I could not find the results I desired. So I would love it if you would take over from there. What was your journey, and how did you end up doing the hypnotherapy work as well as the quantum healing hypnosis technique work? Oh, I got into this um, stuff just like a regular person with a lot of problems. I had so many problems. Like I mentioned in the book, I mean, so many. And I went to therapy, but I never felt like I got any better. I mean, some of my problems felt like they got worse just by talking about the problems. And then if other people had problems, I felt like I could manifest their problems just by thinking about their problems. It was, I was a mess. And um, I never, even though, you know, I was in therapy for a long time, this is traditional therapy. I felt like it was helpful, but I never felt cured. 
until I went to college because all my life I've had this deep desire to help other people. So I decided I was going to be a therapist. My goal was to become a psychologist. So I went to college and for Thanksgiving break, I went back home to my family's house. And when I walked through the door, there was a mirror that you see when you walk into my parents' house. I, my jaw dropped to the floor. I guess I hadn't really looked at myself while I was away at college. I hadn't, you know, really seen myself in the dorm mirrors. But when I looked at myself coming back to my family's house, I couldn't believe what I saw. I had lost a considerable amount of weight just from being gone for a couple months. I had realized also that I had forgotten to have all of my problems. Mm-hmm. I mean, all these problems that I went to therapy for, they were, they had disappeared. And then I realized in that moment that what I had done was I had changed my environment and that caused me to change my thought patterns. And just by doing that, I could change my life. I felt completely healed. And I thought, wow, this, there is something to this. You know, if I can do this, I bet other people can do this as well. And who was I going to talk to about that? It seemed pretty crazy. So I just continued. I graduated college and before going to graduate school to become a psychologist, I had an internship where my job was basically to counsel people and give them their medication. That was my job. And when I finally got on the scene where I got this chance to help other people to say I was gung ho is like an understatement. I could not wait to help everybody. I was going to change the world, help every single person. And then within maybe a day of working there, I felt like every single thing I had learned in college was a lie. And I felt like, is this all there is to help these people? I mean, these people were people, they had mental illnesses, but no one ever got any better. I never saw a success story. In fact, it was the opposite. If I came in for my shift, say at 7 a.m., my job was basically to medicate these people and they'd be drooling on the couch within 45 minutes. And these were beautiful people that talked to aliens, that saw angels and some saw their deceased relatives and they would just be heavily medicated, not to mention they were also being tested on by the pharmaceutical companies. So a lot of these residents were wearing wristbands with a number to call if they passed out or were to die, just to let them know, you know, this is a person as part, you know, part of your study, uh, this medication caused death, you know? So I did not continue and become a psychologist and said, I thought there must be a different way. So I got into hypnosis and After starting out with past life regression, lose weight and quit smoking, I knew right away there was something about past life regression because I've always wanted to do something that worked, that helped people. And I noticed that people could actually heal themselves with just one past life regression. So that's when I studied with Dr. Brian Weiss and I started doing his method before I eventually found Dolores Cannon's method. And then I worked my way up from a level one to a level three, and then started teaching it. Amazing. So you mentioned the late Dolores Cannon, who came about this process, if you will, after 45 years of research. And she's so well known in the world. She's the author of 17 award-winning books. This is a worldwide method that's taught. When Dolores Cannon said, there's a quote from her, 
You are constantly moving in and out of dimensions and you don't even realize it. What did she mean by that? Do you know? Well, humans are multidimensional and there's so much more to this life. Really, life is like a game. If you talk to these higher beings, they'll say life is a game and we're just here for this experience. It's as if you're physically focused in a video game. And depending on what you're thinking about and the emotions that you're feeling and the vibration that you're taking in, you can be on different, almost like dimensions at different times. So you literally are shifting constantly. It's like a film strip, whatever you're um, focused on, that's where you are at this moment, but you can be in a totally different dimension, focusing on something else. It, you have to expand your mind a little bit, but when you really get into it, nothing is really real. It's sort of like a hologram. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I understand. Totally. I'm curious because I've seen now several of your videos. I know you've got a YouTube channel and in them, you're definitely disseminating wisdom in a different way. So do you channel or are you psychic or are you in the spectrum of one of the Claire's? Um, I don't think so. I feel more like an investigator. Hmm. And so I try to get the most unbiased uh, information I can through the higher selves of my clients. And as much as I can, I do not lead them at all because I don't want to influence anything that they say. I only just try to ask open-ended questions. Okay. And what about light beings? Where are they in all of this and how do they come into QHHT? Well, essentially we are everything as, as we are ourselves physically focused. So basically they are aspects of each person. They are us <laughs> because we really are multidimensional. And if you really get all the way down to it, we are the light beings as well. You can be physically focused in your body right now and having an experience as a light being. So oftentimes when I'm doing a QHHT session, if one of my clients sees or experiences uh, a light being or an extraterrestrial or something else, that could also be them just in a different um, yes. dimension. Yes. Okay, so totally oftentimes right. when people come in and they're so concerned about, say they were, um, they feel they were contacted by extraterrestrials their whole mm -hmm. life, they realize it was actually them doing mm -hmm. this contacting. Does that help then? Does that create a different pathway for them going forward so that contact can be made without fear or some kind of separation? Oh, definitely. Because then they can understand what kind of um, group and what kind of agreement they're a part of, because it's actually quite special. Mm -hmm. I mean, there always has to be another earth. This isn't the only earth that we're seeding. And so there's many people that have agreed to help seed a different planet mm -hmm. at this moment. And so a lot of those people realize what they're really a part of. And who, I mean, why we're here and who we really are is so important for humans to understand now 
That's what I've been told. And who we really are is we're all part of this ancient grouping of beings that has traveled from planet to planet to see what the next experience and the next experience will bring. And that's so we can always keep evolving. That's who we really are at our core. I know you're going to be upcoming at the Los Angeles Conscious Life Expo. We'll talk about that a little later. But I also notice that you are a featured speaker and expert at several of the UFO conferences around the country. So how does that feature in? How are you connected to the UFO world? You know, it was all by accident, really. I I really wasn't expecting it. But when I wrote my book, A Hypnotist's Journey to Atlantis, it caught a lot of attention because when I started that book, I initially just wanted to find a subject to regress, to take that video submission to the level three class. That's how this all started for me. And um, I got all this information from this client, this subject about Atlantis and Lemuria and her higher self said that that was our mission was to share this with the world because it was so important for the world to understand this now. It will help so many people release that trauma. So we decided we wanted to work together and uncover everything from the beginning. And when we started out, I thought she was going to start. I thought her higher self would take her. It's like I never tell them where to start. I thought her higher self would take her from the beginning of that lifetime in Lemuria that we were uncovering. But no, the beginning of this whole story was when she was an extraterrestrial crash landing on earth for the very first time. And I think why um, I've been featured on in UFO con uh, conferences is because this these memories really give the consciousness of the UFOs a voice because so oftentimes you think of a UFO or you think of an extraterrestrial as something outside of ourselves. But my clients have memories of being an extraterrestrial, of crash landing on earth. And the memories, I think, are really important for people to understand because essentially we really are extraterrestrial. <laughs> If that makes sense. To me, it does 100% because um, I drank the Kool-Aid. So. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, yes, I concur 100%. When you talk about this story, are you referring to the book, A Hypnotist's Journey to Atlantis and the client whose name was Jen? Yes. Yes. So tell a little bit about this because I know she has this pain from the swelling in her brain, and that's why she comes to you to be hypnotized. Take it from there and tell us what happens in this series that starts out, as you say, oh, you know, maybe this is going to be a more pedestrian situation and I'll take her through. But in fact, the unprecedented happens. Well, actually, I asked her. I was put on the spot because all of a sudden the QHHT class was going to be in Florida. So I needed somebody to hypnotize right away to take that video submission. And I didn't want to just ask a regular client. I thought I'd just ask somebody that wouldn't know anybody in the QHHT field that wouldn't mind having their regression videotaped. And so I just asked my friend, Jen, 
Jen and I had been friends for 10 years. That's how I knew that she wasn't into any of this stuff. I knew she didn't know anything about Atlantis or Lemuria or even extraterrestrials. Because when I was talking to her before we started, I asked her if she believed in extraterrestrials and she said, no. (laughs) So what a big eye opener everything was for her. But I felt that that also validated a lot of the information that came through because I personally knew her for 10 years before she did this. And she was a teacher at the school. She was very scientific. So all of this stuff that came out of her, I really felt like I could trust. But I asked her if she would just allow me to do this, to videotape her regression. She said, oh my gosh, yes, because... I've been dealing with this brain condition called pseudotumor cerebri and haven't told anybody about it, but it was this swelling that was going on in her brain and it was causing all kinds of health issues. And there was a big um, worry of a stroke and they, you know, there was no cure for this. And her medical team that she was working really closely with at the university of Miami just put her on these heavy duty pharmaceuticals. And they said, you know, there's nothing we can really do except this. And she had tried that for quite a while, but she felt like she was getting worse. So I told her, you know, in a QHHT session, you can heal yourself. You can find out who you really are. And, you know, there's so many different things you can do in a session. And so she was definitely on board to have the session. And I thought it was just going to be a regular session. I mean, I always enjoy finding out where my client goes in their past life. To me, that's great entertainment. And she started talking about this, um, this ancient civilization of Lemuria and that she was a princess there. I knew she had not known anything about this beforehand. And she started, um, you know, reliving all this important information. It was so important. And then she found out she was a prisoner in Atlantis for 60 years and was able to see all of Atlantis and what was going on during that time for the destruction. And so that's how we got started. And I originally thought, wow, this information is so powerful. It can really help her. I'm sure it can help so many other people because after her session, she went back to our team of specialists and she was completely healed. They had no, um, they didn't know what to say. They said it was a medical miracle because really the body is just a messenger. So the body was just, that was its message was to start uncovering this information that she had in her mind, basically, because the body is so literal and she was able to heal herself. And we were able to uncover all of this information. What is she like now to come from a non-believer status and then have a remarkable experience like this in memories that are very real and subsequently also have science be able to prove that whatever happened created a permanent change in her health condition? So who is she now around all this information? Oh my gosh, she's living a great life now, actually. I mean, the doctors told her she wouldn't have another baby. She ended up having another baby. She wanted to move as close as she could back to her roots in Lemuria. So she moved her whole family to Hawaii. And she's living off the land and just living her best life. I'm very, very happy for her. Oh, that's beautiful. i I want to hear other stories, other cases, because I oh, find it's very, very fascinating. So many. so many. 
But I also want to segue into this subsequent book that you wrote. How is it connected to today? I'd love to hear your points of view about the state of the world, what you perceive is going on right now, and maybe what's important for us to know about it. Well, when I was uncovering a lot of information about Atlantis and Lemuria, I started to notice a strange phenomenon happening in my office where other people who didn't know one another started coming for sessions, but going back to these same lifetimes. And at first I thought it was a strange coincidence until I realized that it's definitely not a coincidence. I was just supposed to report on all this information. And a lot of times when people would go back to these time periods, they noticed that there was a smog in Atlantis that they couldn't really see the sun. And I found out through many clients that there was a virus in Atlantis and it was a very deadly virus. And it was because they were doing so many experiments on people, but there was a very deadly virus and it was really affecting their civilization. So they developed a vaccine for this virus in Atlantis. And it was different than a vaccine now. It was a slit in the arm and genetic material was placed into the arm and then a putty-like substance went over it. And at first it seemed like a huge success. People were able to go back out on the street, enjoy their life again. People were so happy about this vaccine until the first set of babies started being born with horrific side effects. And because they were using animal DNA, children were being born with animal-like side effects. I mean, granted, they were also doing other types of experiments in Atlantis and splicing different body parts. They were using um, stem cell research and other different um, methods of experimenting on people. But the vaccine side effects pretty much caused an overhaul of their whole society. So there were all these babies being born with these horrific side effects. And then they started taking these children when they started growing up with um, violent tendencies, eventually they took them to a a special island where they were killing them off. And many people remember this island and many people remember their children being taken away and many people remember this horrific event. So what is going on now is very triggering for a lot of people that have subconscious memories. And the whole thing, though, the important thing to really understand is during this time in Atlantis, there was something they found out towards the end, and that was the disabilities of the children that were born with these side effects actually gave them abilities. So even though they were born with horrific side effects, they had very special abilities that they didn't notice until much later. These children were able to channel crystals. They were able to tap into ley lines and they had many different abilities because of the side effects. And I think it's very important to understand this as we go through our current lives, because if you take a a savant, you know, somebody who has something that's considered a disability, it is also an ability because these savants are able to open a channel in their mind that most humans do not have, where they can remember so many different things. They have an obvious ability. So it's just important really to understand how we judge and label each other. Because really, if we keep our minds open, the universe always has a positive benefit to everything. 
just like back in Atlantis, but it was too late for them. There was just so much judgment at that time period in Atlantis, mm. which I've been. Is this also akin a little bit to the amount of autistic children being born? Because I understand that autistic children have an incredible genius and also often are telepathic. Um, There's just many things about them that are rightness and a gift. Is it somewhat like that? Oh, definitely. I even had a client tell me that the autistic children that she, um, she was a teacher that she had could uh, communicate with one another in full sentences telepathically. And she was able to figure this out. Oh, that is so cool. Okay. And it's just like anything in the universe. There's always a, as much as it seems like it's terrible, there's always a positive benefit to everything as well. Absolutely. And so learning all of this, Now you've got this one client who gives this in-depth information. You've got other clients who are coming and concurrently are revealing the same lifetime and experience of information. What do you think the message is, Sarah, for us right now? What are we supposed to pay attention to that we're not? I think each person really needs to figure out what's true for them because we get this opportunity. History repeats itself until we learn the lesson And whatever you feel is true for you, stick with your truth. I think it's very important because back in the times of Atlantis, so many people learned the hard way and we get this opportunity to make different choices. Um, Also, I think it's important to release our fear because just like the savants have opened a new ability, like I said, everything in the universe has a positive benefit. So you never know what benefits will come. Just have an open mind and understand that you're really being taken care of um, from the universe. Yeah, that's great. There was an old story, like an old parable somebody used to tell about a man who no matter what happened to him or what befell him, he would say, fantastic. And so the idea was, even if it looked like he made a hotel reservation and he got there and it was sold out. He'd say, fantastic. And something so much better would come along unexpected. He'd end up being booked at an even better hotel and maybe fully paid. Fantastic. You know, and it just goes on and on and shows all these things that possibly were obstacles. But he learned to have this gratitude expression and then everything worked out better than it was originally supposed to. And I really like that point of view. I love that. That's beautiful. Fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, and at Conscious Life Expo, I understand this is your first year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are you going to be talking about? What, where can people hear you and what kind of things are you sharing at the upcoming weekend? Oh, I'm so excited because I'm going to share some never before seen footage with some of my clients. Um, that have agreed to let me share their footage of Atlantis and Lemuria. It's pretty mind-blowing stuff. So you can see it firsthand and really feel the energy behind it. Um, I'm going to talk all about what I've learned and the different lessons there. I'm going to be speaking from 10 to 11.30 um, on Saturday. And then also you are on a panel, 
Is that right? I want a near-death experience panel, which I'm super excited about because I've regressed so many people and they, you know, experience death. So I guess I have an interesting perspective from, you know, from what it's like when you die, basically that in between and what happens. I mean, what's really amazing is that people say the same things and they don't know one another over and over and over again. So I know quite a lot about what seems to happen when a person passes from this world to the next. And what do they say? Oh my gosh. I mean, they always say the same things, basically like the tunnel or the bright light. Everybody has a guide. Everybody essentially has themselves as a guide and they meet up with their higher self. And then it depends on the lifetime. If it was a very, you know, difficult life, they often rest for a period of time. And then after they're done resting, they're able to process their life and then they go over their life and then they do a class according to what they want to learn before their next incarnation. It's pretty, it's pretty fascinating. Can you explain that a little bit? I never heard that piece, this class. What, so like they learn a language or a skill or how does that work? Well, you can, I mean, you're constantly learning. The soul just constantly wants to learn for its expansion, but on the other side, or after you pass from a lifetime, initially, most people feel that the other side is more real than this world. If you can imagine that it's like, you're going back home. And so when you're, you're home, you can learn whatever it is you want to learn. And there's groups, there's like beings in schools. It's really interesting. And so you can find out, say you want to do something totally different with your next life. You can find out more about that. That's why sometimes people come into their life and they're prodigies already, or they're amazing at something. You see them on America's Got Talent. It's because they probably did it before, or they studied it intensely before they came in just for whatever reason or whatever lesson they wanted to learn or whatever they wanted to help other people with. But it's really quite fascinating, the schools. I mean, you can learn anything. Mm. And so more stories about QHHT. Is that what you actually used, Sarah, for your anxiety and nervousness? Or was it by virtue of your hypnosis, hypnotherapy that you were able to get rid of those? You know, it really was the change in my mindset, the change in my thoughts, but essentially that is what QHHT is anyway. But after that one moment, when I, I realized I had forgotten to have all my problems, my problems never came back because it was so powerful. I knew that basically I had created them. And so it was very easy to release when I realized I was the one that created them. But that's basically what each person does in their life. Anyway, we create our problems. We create all our issues, our health issues as well for whatever lesson or whatever purpose. Do people typically have only one session and poof, everything's cleared? Or do people tend to come back for several? Most of my clients come back once a year, honestly, because you uncover so much, you process it, and then your life is vibrationally different. And then after about a year, they want to come back and it's almost like peeling an onion because everybody is so powerful. There's so much to each person. You could write a book with each person and it's just below the surface that you're going. And there's so much there. 
I mean, people are just walking potentials, you know, they're essentially God experiencing them itself. And so just uncovering even a little bit often makes you want to uncover more. It's like, what else can you do? I mean, people have can do anything they want, basically. I had a client that came in for a session because she swore that she used to be able to float downstairs and she could breathe under the water. And then she got in this weird riding accident, horseback riding accident, where the back of her skull was injured to the point where she couldn't do that anymore. And her higher self said, yes, yes, she was born with these abilities and it was too dangerous. We couldn't allow her to walk around with these abilities. So we gave her that freak accident where she damaged that one part, but she can get those abilities back again if she's not afraid of them. So I thought that was really interesting. It's, you know, humans have so much capability. It's, it basically goes down to what our belief systems are. I keep thinking about what you shared in the beginning about these patients in the mental clinic or institution. And, and it, you know, it hurts when I hear you say, you're not, you're not talking about people we would typically think of as crazy, if you will. Yeah. You're talking about people when you say they see and communicate with extraterrestrials, they're talking to other beings or angels. Ah, right. That seems so archaic to lock people up for these things. Is this still going on? Oh my gosh. I mean, I think that's why this information is coming out now because it's a lot safer for it to come out because my book, A Hypnotist Journey to the Secrets of the Sphinx, I, I use Jen again for most of that. And we went back to a lifetime where she was called crazy lobotomized and she found out all this information during that process, but that was not very long ago. That was in the seventies, that past lifetime. So now that we're at this point where we're releasing this stigma, we can really fully understand and hear one another before it was just so unacceptable to be talking to extraterrestrials or, you know, angels and people would just cut pieces of brains out or shock them or drug them completely. And now we're actually listening to each other. So this is a great opportunity, I think, for so much information to come out. In the beginning of the QHHT session, you do a past life regression before you get into the questions, if you will. Why is it done in that order? And why does it even include a past life regression? Basically, the whole goal is to access that part of the uh, person's mind that knows everything about them. But it's done in that way. So you get the person deep enough, deep enough in hypnosis. And by doing that, then you can access their higher self. So basically, it's that's all it is. Mm. So more stories, please. I'd love to hear more stories about people who've worked with you and where they started and some of the things that happened because of the session. Okay. I mean, I'll just tell you about this one client because I think it's a really good example of how our body communicates with us. I think I was telling you about it too. I had this client who actually lives near here and she came in for a session because she got a right shoulder injury. And she had just started a cleaning job 
And so she was devastated because she had put all her cards out and she was quite busy all of a sudden. And she just started this job. So she needed to have a session because she couldn't use her right shoulder because that's what she used to clean. And so we did the session. I took her through past life, then accessed her higher self and her higher self said, oh yeah, we gave her that shoulder injury. (laughs) And I thought, why would you do that? Why would you give her an injury? And her higher self said, because she said, if she ever gets off her path to give her a clear sign, and this is her sign, she's not supposed to do that cleaning job. She's supposed to be a singer. She's supposed to share her voice with the world. It heals people. People just totally react and feel on a certain level that they can resonate with her voice. And it's so healing. And that's her, that's her purpose. That's why she came here. She's totally off her path. So we gave her the shoulder injury. (laughs) And so I said, okay, well, what does she need to do? And they said, you know, everybody in her, in her life is coincidentally in a band and all she has to do is start today (laughs) and just go out. And they gave her really detailed instructions. And so of course I asked, well, can you heal her shoulder injury now that she got the message? And that's usually how it works. They did. Usually when you get the message, there's no need for the injury or no need for the issue because the issue is just to draw our attention to it. So her injury was gone. Her shoulder was working and she was so excited. And then I saw her in Winn-Dixie down my street and she was in a sling. (laughs) I said, what happened? And she said, well, I got scared. I just thought, you know, I don't know if I'm ready to do this singing career. So I started the cleaning anyway. But you know, what's really crazy is not only am I in a sling, you know, but my left shoulder started to hurt. I just think I was like, listen to your recording. (laughs) But you know, it's a great example. That's how the body works. Basically, that's how the whole universe works is we plan certain things for ourselves that we want to accomplish. And so it's important to accomplish the things that you deep down know you need to do because everything will work to help you to get those things accomplished, but also your body will tell you otherwise, if you're not on the right path. What is it like for you facilitating a session? This question just came up for me because I'm realizing it's long. It's a long time to sit with somebody very patiently. And I can only say, you know, I'm still processing because I had my session yesterday and I couldn't tell you how long it took for the voice to come through with answers. I know sometimes I could feel when you asked a question, it was considering. It was like, it, it was very lovely in a way. So it's sort of this wisdom just would widen back. That's what it felt like. So it it almost looked like it could perceive a lot of things and then know what the right answer was. How is it for you holding space, directing, being there with somebody for somebody? I mean, it's quite beautiful, honestly. I feel really honored to do this work and it heals me on a level as well. Like I said, it's always a match. Whenever I do any QHHT sessions, I know that I'm receiving benefit to it from it as well. Wow. So you literally, after a session, you can feel things shift in you? Definitely. And that's one of the reasons why I wrote, that's one of the reasons why I write these books is because I know it doesn't take much for healing to occur. 
And the reason why I know that is because somebody recognized me in a session a, a while back and they recognized me as their sister and my shoulder was dislocated in that lifetime. And I had always had a left shoulder injury and I never really understood it. I thought I just, you know, I didn't know what the message was there. And it turns out after that session where my client recognized me, I was driving in the car and realized my shoulder had healed itself just from listening to her session. And I also realized that it doesn't take much for people to heal. People can literally read one of my books or another book that talks about Mm -hmm. this information, if it's something they need to heal and heal themselves, literally just from reading it or hearing about it. Um, There's even a TV show, it was a Netflix series called Sweet Tooth. And that was dealing with hybrids and side effects as well with animal parts. I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence that this information is just flowing through so many of us, but it really doesn't take much to heal. And so I definitely receive benefits when I do the QHAC sessions. That's cool. And is it true that you feel this really distinct connection to Dolores Cannon? I know she's helping me because she's come through many times and said something to my clients who don't know her. So they've said, oh, there's somebody here, you know, or they've said, oh, it's Dolores. She has a message for you or something like that. But when I was writing my last book, she came through one of my clients and just said, she's so happy that, you know, you're continuing this work. So I feel as if she's definitely working behind the scenes to Mm -hmm. kind of help me. Although when I asked if she could help me get more information, she was rather snarky and said, no, I can only help guide you. I can't, you know, give you the information. There's different things that you need to experience in your life to get the information. And that's part of your journey. There's a testimonial. There's several testimonials on your website, the holistichypnotist.com. One of them is this woman. I hope it's okay to talk about it since her testimony is oh, yeah. there, but I was curious because she had, I think it was her left hip. Oh, she yeah. has had an issue there. And she definitely said um, that through the session, like done. And so I was really curious, what was the situation there? Um, oh, I know who you're talking about. I think I have to remember her situation. There's so many, but usually the left side of the body is something in the past and any joint is a mobility issue or something affecting them that would be moving forward or going down their path. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it was that she was supposed to start some job. She was supposed to start some career. And when she understood and got the message, they released it. But I'd have to go back to make sure. Fascinating. Oh, yeah. That's one thing in the testimonials. I was like, well, that's good. I'm glad you got your body parts functional, but what happened? That's all I wanted to know. Right. right. From there to here. I was so curious. And then I saw this and then I did that. And then I released this like, oh, fascinating. Well, sometimes I don't even know because a lot of times I don't know what the person has healed. I've just, it's pretty fascinating for me. It's actually amazing that I'll 
get another client and they'll say, oh yeah, so-and-so came and had a session with you and their epilepsy is gone or their gluten intolerance or allergies or whatever. And I don't know because I don't contact my client afterward, but it's not just with me. QHHT you know, works so well and it's so profound with any practitioner and there's practitioners all over the world. And if you want to take a QHHT class, you can go to qhhtofficial.com and you can type in the code trust at checkout and save 10% on the class. Nice. You mentioned some of the things that QHHT can resolve. Can you say a few others? Why do people come to you? Sure. I mean, it can just help with any aspect of your life if you want more clarity or healing. Um, A lot of people come in for a session because they're curious about relationships or just about what career path they should go down, um, financial issues. And a lot of people want to know who they really are. They want to get in touch with that part, that aspect of themselves that they really are. Because this conscious mind is just the surface. Mm. It's not really who we really are. Okay. Um, I just realized I want to look, I'm writing a note to myself. I want to look up. I had that incredible past life experience with you. It was really unexpected. And I want to look up what they look like so I can have a better understanding of what was, was going on. Uh, yeah, so that'd be fascinating. Maybe you can find some clues and you can go there. Yeah, that would be amazing. I could go there, really. I can also go there. I've, I just got the Oculus 2 Quest virtual reality uh, headset so I can literally travel to different countries wow. in history through the VR. So <laughs> from wow. the comfort of my own home. But that sounds cool. I will let you know because that that's you know no yeah let me know you said triggered that from me what about you sarah what is one ritual or practice that you do every day that keeps you healthy grounded your vibe is so chill and engaging like where does that come from um well i honestly if you did this work you would probably feel like i really feel that's why i like to share it with people is that if you did this work, you really realize that deep down there isn't anything to worry about, but so often we don't have um, access to that information, but I do because I get this information all the time (laughs) over and over again. Anything going on in our life right now, I have initially worried about. (laughs) I was worried about what is happening and I would ask these questions you know, to the higher selves. And I'd be told over and over again that we're right on track. Everything is exactly the way it's supposed to be. You know, everything is fine. (laughs) And it's, it's an amazing experience to, you know, be kind of coddled by the universe, basically told over and over again, there's nothing to worry about. It's a different experience to live in that way. But also I, I try to protect myself with like a white light or, you know, feel that um, force around me and put my feet on the sand as I live in the Keys. So (laughs) I'm surrounded by nature. I try to go outside as much as I can. Nice. 
And uh, tell us some places where people can find you and your work. Well, I will be at the Conscious Life Expo February 5th and 6th, and I'll be on the panel, the near-death experience panel, and I'll be presenting all about Atlantis and Lemuria, which I can't wait because it's really profound. And I will be also at Laughlin, the UFO conference, November 11th through the 13th. Um, and I will be at the Metaphysical Tribe in August. I believe it's August 11th through the 13th um, in Illinois. And your books are available. Are they all on Amazon? They're all on Amazon. Uh, Hypnotist Journey to Atlantis is also on Audible. But the other ones are, the other one is on, um, is paperback and Kindle right now. Okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and for whatever preordained that we were to meet. I'm deeply grateful. Me too. Thank you. Yes. And I end today's show with this quote from Dolores Cannon. It can be confusing, but we all signed on to be here at this time. We must never forget we chose to be here and we are here for a reason. Maybe find out what that reason is. Subscribe to this number one transformation conversation, Dare to Dream podcast, and you can hear the weekly conversations. Next week, I am featuring Carolyn Corey, an award-winning filmmaker and author of best-selling books on the subject of consciousness science and energy medicine. Caroline has had numerous UFO encounters, as well as ESP and precognition experiences. She founded Omnian Media, an entertainment platform for topics on the human condition and the nature of reality. Corey appears regularly as a guest expert at major conferences and TV shows, including The Unexplained with William Shatner and History Channel's popular series, Ancient Aliens. Thank you so much for joining Sarah and I today on Dare to Dream. And remember, the universe says truly there is nothing to worry about. To contact the award-winning syndicated Dare to Dream radio show, go to DebbieDashinger.com. Keep your excellent feedback and comments coming. Your host, Debbie Dashinger, is an expert at goal achievement, a media personality, an international best-selling author, and a keynote speaker. Debbie leads high-quality teleseminars on how to achieve goals, how to be a self-published best-selling author, and how to get booked on radio. All classes are at DebbieDashinger.com. Debbie's best-selling books are Dare to Dream, This Life Counts, sold on Amazon, and her second book, Wisdom to Success, The Secrets to Accomplish All Your Dreams, sold online at all bookstores. Tune in again to hear the next inspiring interview guest who has turned their vision into a successful reality. Want more support in making your dreams come true? Go to DebbieDashinger.com. That's www.debbiedashinger.com. You'll see videos, MP3s, archived interviews, 
and amazing products, sharing the secret steps to making your dreams come true. Remember to dream big with every expectation that your dream will become real. Dreams are free, so free your dreams. What do you dare to dream? I'm standing out, waiting for my time.